Hey friends, this is Hannah Wedger, an agriculture teacher in St. Paul, Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. And I'm here to talk all things agriculture education related, curriculum, classroom management, FFA, career development events, SAEs, and whatever else you wanna hear about. It's basically me sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with all of you. So let's dig in. All right, welcome to Ag with Miss Wedger. This is a different environment than I am used to. I'm used to recording in my minivan on my <laughs> cell phone, and we are in a studio today. So I say we because I have two of my good um, friends and colleagues here with me today. So Allison and Kelly are champs and decided to join me <laughs> and maybe didn't know what they were getting themselves into, but... Um, <laughs> I think it's good. So I got the idea because I wanted to kind of get some other teacher input other than agriculture teachers on um, just teaching stuff in general. And so we're going to kind of do um, just a panel um, going through some questions that um, both the viewers have or people on Instagram have, as well as some other questions that I've come up with and my husband has helped me with else. So um, maybe it should start with kind of a introductory question on how you guys got into teaching. Um, so what was maybe the path that brought you to teaching what you're teaching today? So Allison, maybe you can start off. Oh man, mine's super not traditional. Um, I did not know I wanted to be a teacher. I didn't go to school to be a teacher. It was not in my like future anywhere at all. So I got my degree. Um, I was out of out of college. I was living in the cities with Mr. Noah, um, and my dad got sick. My dad was really sick, and my mom and dad came down and visited. And my mom handed me this pamphlet that was explaining what my dad had, and I had this like panic moment of, oh my god somebody has to take care of my parents when they get older. And I was like, my sister's not going to do it. Um, my brother maybe will. Like, I need to step it up. Like, I need to figure out my life. My life is going nowhere. I was working at kinder care. Um, and I don't know why, but nursing or teaching were my two options that I had in my head. And Gabe really pushed me to nursing because he was thinking the money. And I honestly looked at, well, what do I already have for credits? What's the quickest path? And teaching ended up being the quickest path. And I had my chemistry minor. So teaching chemistry was a natural fit. What was your, you had a degree before that though, right? Yeah, criminal justice. And <laughs> Why did you not pursue that? Oh, well, you know, because criminal justice wasn't an original idea either. <laughs> um, I went to school with a to be a chemistry major because I wanted to do forensic science because I had these grand ideas, but I was so misguided and I really had no idea what that meant. Um, so I went to school. I started my chemistry degree. I got my minor and I was like, peace out, chemistry. You suck. This is hard. <laughs> switch to something easier. <laughs> and so criminal justice, I don't even know why. Like, again, I didn't, I never asked for guidance, but I was leading trips then. And so I thought, hey, they have these, you know, hoods in the woods programs. So um, I can get a criminal justice degree so I can guide trips with 
juveniles. And I thought it all made sense. So you were already working with kids? Um, not really. I was guiding trips with like college kids and um, adults too. But I thought, hey, this would be a transition. You don't need a criminal justice degree <laughs> to do these programs. I just didn't know. I never sought out guidance. I just, I winged it. It was a great program. I highly recommend criminal justice at Bemidji State University. It was excellent. Um, my, what was he? You're like, advisor. advisor. Yeah. He pushed me to go to grad school. He's like, you write papers so well. You need to go to grad school. And I was, you know, what are you? You're 21. I'm like, nope, nope. I don't need grad school. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Did either of your parents go to college? Um, not really. My dad went to tech. Um, and then my mom did, she got like her nursing program. Um, and she never, she went back for her bachelor's and she didn't finish it. Mm. It was like when we were in high school yeah. and we were so proud of her. We gave her a blanket for Christmas that said like Connie M. Schroeder, bachelor's in science of nursing. And then she never finished the program. Oh, no. And she was mad at us for buying it or like getting it for oh, her. Because yeah. she's like, I'm not done yet. What if I don't oh. finish? And then she didn't. Oh, but so they have limited. Um, I didn't have a lot of push from them. It was really yeah. totally on my own. You make the choice. What do you want to do? Yeah, I felt like that with my family, too. Yeah. I just actually like put the pieces together that I'm the first one in my family, my immediate family to graduate from college. Like I never put that together. Wow. But my yeah, parents... my brother did a tech uh, um, in Detroit Lakes. What was it called? Northwest Tech? I don't remember. But he has a great I mean, he has yeah, a great job. Yeah. He paid off his loans like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm the only one with a, what do you call it, like bachelor's degree, yeah. bachelor's, yeah, master's. Yeah. Kelly, what do you got? What do I got? Um, <laughs> I think I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. I coached really? tennis lessons when I was like in high school, like helped out that way, worked towards like teaching swimming lessons, always loved being around kids. I was the oldest and I have 37 cousins. Oh my gosh. So I've always been. I see your 37 cousins and I raise you 65. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> Yikes. All on one side. Teachers. What? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Wow. Well, so anyway, I was always around kids. I always liked it. And I always wanted to do something with people. And my mom was like, my dad was an accountant. My mom was a phi ed major, but never really taught phi ed, um, phi ed education major. And she said, you should be an accountant. And I said, OK, I'll be an accountant. And so I went to college and they didn't require me to take any math. I had to take macroeconomics, microeconomics, and I hated all of it. And I missed taking math. I'm a math teacher. We didn't say what we taught. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and so I missed taking math. And so I just took Calc 2 for fun. Oh, my gosh. And for then, fun? Well, just because I missed it. I'm like, take classes you like. Okay, I'll take Calc 2. And that is so funny. The next one I'll That's take is Calc 3. the reason I quit my three. chemistry degree was Calc 2. <laughs> um. I don't know. So then I just uh, kept taking math classes and then reassessed my major and decided to change it to a math degree. And because then I could still please my mom and go into the business world. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll just skip my education, my teaching um, degree, too. And so I did. And so did you double major? I double majored in um, traditional math and um, teaching math. Gosh, um, Kelly. And then I just decided that I wanted to teach. So... I I hated every moment of the education classes that had you sit and write reflection papers. <laughs> like I was about to leave 
education because I could not stand to write another reflection paper, but I got myself through it. I think that's how I, well, that, at least that's how I felt. I felt like that was really like redundant and very like, I'd rather have a conversation about like reflection than write a paper about it. Yeah. But I think at the same time, it did teach me to be reflective too. I don't know that I was at a, you know, a college student. I don't know that I was that reflective then. I am now. And, you know, reflecting and staying up late at night, thinking about how, what lesson oh. I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it differently. But um, I don't sit and write about it now. Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't fill out the ganag? Yeah. Everything out? I don't. No. <laughs> I think that's kind of an interesting thing to, t- to talk about, though. Like, I will be having a student teacher in the spring, and I always think about, like, have those lesson plans written out and whatever else do you guys use lesson like written out lesson plans no on the daily no I had to before break because I was observed oh you got your observation yeah, I got my observation done I thought yes. we were the same year because we did the peer one together. I haven't been observed for like five years I don't oh. know what's going on so I finally, <laughs> had, I, I finally have been and then I took a year off so Yo. maybe that got yeah. me off yeah so that was weird having you write out your lessons again but beyond student teaching do you ever do it again? But it's easier now after teaching so long to like go back and write a lesson plan. Yeah. It's I like, oh so. yeah, that's it. That's it. That, you know, it's like you do all those yeah. things, but then it's like just it putting seems it. It's like so much work though. Yeah. Like, and wasteful. It does seem wasteful. Like a big waste of time. And the weirdest thing for me is how do we now know how much you actually can do in those 45 minutes? Like as a student teacher, yeah. did we have, how did we even know how to plan out how long things took? Now it's like you just know. Oh, that's going to be 10. That's going to be 15. That'll be about 20. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you just know. Yeah. We joke about in our PLC about geometry because it's the ninth and 10th graders about how it's like planning a kindergarten birthday party. Like you need 10 minute segments, you know, for the whole lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Like keep moving on. 10 minutes. Yep. Because you have to keep it moving or you just lose everybody. I need to work on that big time. Yeah, for sure. I always remember when I was student teaching and that's a really interesting idea of like, you don't, how do you know how much to plan for? But my cooperating teacher was like, always plan way more than mm-hmm. you need to because you don't want to be left with like having nothing to do or standing in front of the kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can have five minutes of freedom. I know. <laughs> like, no. And as a new teacher, that's the worst. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And now though, if you have five minutes left over, you can think of something to do. But that first year, mm-hmm. yeah, you're like, you're like deer in headlights. Yeah. Now you're like, Okay, everybody take out a sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can come up with something immediately. Yeah, and write down uh, three things you learned today. Write down a question you have. Yeah, I actually have time to generalize today. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, do that exit. All of that stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay, so difficult students that you have. Like, I think all of us have, can think of a student that we struggle with. How do you how do you handle that? How do you make it through with those kiddos? Because obviously, like, we can't just be like, I don't want you in my class. Although I have done that once. What? Because of something that happened? No, I had a student who is awesome now, but as a ninth grader, like, the first three days that he was in my class was terrible. Like, off the charts, terrible. And I handed him a drop slip and was like, you need to drop my class. Oh, I feel wow. terrible. That's probably something I should have never done. But he was just, like, out of control. 
Um, Maybe it was an eye opener for him, though. Like mm -hmm. your behavior is not acceptable. Then I had him the following year and he was super awesome. And this year I see him in the hallways and he's awesome. Mm. So I don't know. Sometimes ninth graders are a struggle for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. But what do you do? How do you handle those kiddos that are hard? Well, I think there's different types. <clears throat> so um, sometimes you have the kids who are hard because they have a lot of reasons why. Mm -hmm. You know, like they have a lot going on. Especially... I think where we teach is interesting too. Yeah, we have a huge mix of kids. Mm -hmm. um, so there's different there's different kids who are hard for me. So there's the kid who's like super disengaged, doesn't care at all. They don't like nothing really is going to make them care about the subject. But you can maybe I always find now I can maybe get them to care enough just about me. Like they see that I care about them, so they're going to show me a little bit of respect. Or, or try just because of what I've done for them. But I'm, I know that some of those kids, I'm never going to get them to love chemistry. And that's fine. I more so just want to get them engaged at all with school. But so those kids are the, you know, there's a, for me, different with them. I, I always get super nervous in the beginning of the year because you can, I feel like you can pick out those kids right away. Like, mm -hmm. this kid doesn't care. This kid doesn't care. This kid doesn't care. Um and so I get nervous about how I'm going to interact with them. Like, am I going to push them? Am I going to be like, I, I find like a motherly tone sometimes works well with those kids, like pulling them aside. Like I did that this year. I pulled three boys aside and I said, all right, guys, what's your stories? You, 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 you're never here on time. Go. Why are you never here on time? Go. Why are you never here on time? <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, let's fix it. What can you do? What can you do? Yeah. You know, it's so like yeah. more of that like motherly tone mm -hmm. with them. And that worked with those guys, but it took maybe four weeks into the school year to figure out kind of their personality. Because some kids, if you do that, you're they're going to push away right away because you're being authoritative with them. Um, but then the other kid who I struggle with would be in my accelerated classes, kind of like that like, know-it-all kid who is better than you, knows more than you, thinks your class is dumb, it's not moving fast enough, they're kind of snotty. Yeah. struggle with those kids too. Um, and this <clears throat> year, what I did with one of them, I called him out. I said, hey, I know you're less than thrilled with my class, but here's the deal. I need you to, I don't remember ex yeah. exact words. And that stunned him. And yeah. he, he was <laughs> Got like, him off guard. oh, uh, well, I, I mean, no, it's it, it's not that I, I don't like your class. Like he was stumbling. Yeah. And I feel like from then on, we've been OK. And then the hardest thing for me is don't treat him differently. Don't treat him differently. Yeah. Don't let it ruin. Like the next day I need to pass his papers back just as nice. I need to be just the same with him. Like I don't want to ruin that. So I called him out and then I kind of let it, you know, like brush it under the rug. Let's let's move forward. Mm hmm. Yeah, I had a student similar to that, but I feel like it was more my impression of him, and I let that get in the way. Mm -hmm. And he had had my class before, so it was his second time around. He wasn't taking any notes. He wasn't doing any of the homework. He would know the answer sometimes when I called, you know, if I called on him, but he would never offer up the answer. He just kind of kept to himself. And so I went to his previous teacher, and I tried to get some advice, like, what should I do? Like, should I just let him? sit there. He's already done the class, you know, let him figure it out. Or do you think I should get involved? And he said, you need to do something. You need to say something you need to get involved. And so I said, like, what, like, how do you force somebody to do their homework? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, 
well, you make them stay after school, like homework detention. And I don't do homework detentions really because I don't like, like Never heard of that. Yeah. I know it's kind of old school. It's like, you're going to do your homework. So now you have to stay after and do it. But <laughs> oh, wow. So I didn't take that exact approach, but I went up to him and I said, look, you have a lot of missing assignments. And the kid was just like, yep. <laughs> and I said, okay, when can you do it? Well, robotics just started. I'm busy with robotics. Okay. Well, school gets out at three. Could you stay in my room until 3.30 before robotics and get a homework assignment or two done and then go to robotics? And he didn't, I was surprised because like my, my opinion of him was so different than what, like he was, he just didn't get it done, you know? Mm -hmm. And he wasn't like, I know all this already. He just was like, I just didn't do it. And so he just was like, sure. And so he stayed in my room, finished two assignments in a half an hour, you know, calculus assignments. So he knew it all. He just wasn't practicing. And so, yeah, and that worked with that kid. And now it's changed my opinion of him because I feel like he just doesn't have those organization skills or time management skills to, like, sit down and do stuff. Um, and then the note taking, he still doesn't take notes. But I have said, well, why don't you just use your iPad then and just kind of... Mm -hmm that sometimes but <laughs> I think it's hard to know what strategy will work yeah it, it really is you don't want to wreck that relationship mm -hmm. it's it's every day I well at the beginning of the year is so stressful because you have all these new students you have to learn exactly how do we interact with this kid this kid this kid this kid all the kids that you kind of can pick out who are going to need a little bit more push from you or assistance from you or who might push back towards you but that's the one thing that I'm so thankful for, like having experience because like my first year, second year, like that's when I was like wanted to cry and quit because you didn't know how to interact with those <clears throat> kids. So you tried being like either the best friend and then they walked all over you or try being super authoritative and then they push back and would, you know, not work for you. Like that's when I had kids like rebel and swear at me and stuff uh -huh. so, like learning how that's that's yeah. when you don't learn in school no. like that is the only experience yeah and I it's like t yeah time in the classroom I think after eight years I finally am like close to that but they're still like I also think as a woman teacher and all of us look pretty <laughs> we, look we all get called young, the same you know, names like, all the time <laughs> well when we when I first started 12 years ago I really did look like a high school student and oh, I yeah. think that is really really hard and so I had to like develop this like rough exterior mm -hmm. where I was like, you know, you know, they say don't smile until December. I mean, I didn't do that, <laughs> but like I had to be really by the book and like yeah. I'm a rule follower. I don't break the rule for anybody. And like you need a pass to leave my room. Mm -hmm. You need a pass if you're tardy. And like that was difficult for me to develop relationships to be that person. But I felt like if I wasn't, then they thought I was their friend. Yeah. And I couldn't. And now I think now that I'm so much older than them. <laughs> That helps out a lot. I feel like I was totally opposite. Like, I fell into the friend thing too much at my other school. I feel like the first few years, like you said, you're so close to their age. You look so much like a high schooler. My first day at my first job, I got stopped by another teacher, and they were like, do you have your bathroom pass? And I was like, here's my badge. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was at the library making copies, and the librarian was like, um, you need to be a teacher to use the machine. Oh. And I just showed her my badge. <laughs> I also got hit on by a basketball player that I taught summer school oh. to. Oh, boy. He saw me walking up the stairs but didn't see my face. And he was like, hey, what's your name? And grabbed my arm. And I was like, <laughs> so 
I have never been hit on. But it was, he didn't know I was his teacher. Okay. Still awkward. (laughs) Still awkward. (laughs) Super awkward. (laughs) So I'm so grateful for age now. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy that I got the opportunity to switch schools and kind of like move out of like the friend teacher and move more into like the rules and whatever else. I had a, um, a friend from college and high school, actually, we both were math teachers and we both got the first, the same first job at the same high school. So we're the same age, but he's like a big, strong, tall man. And like, he didn't have any of that. Like Mm -hmm. he just, he was just chill, calm. Like he wasn't, he was, he was like kidding around with them, but never, like they never took advantage of the friend Mm -hmm. thing. And with me, if I joked around at all, I felt like they were going to walk all over me and he never struggled really with this like classroom management. Like he said, sit in your chairs and people sat in their Mm -hmm. chairs. And then if we as women like raise our voice or whatever, then we get that whole like, she's a bitch. Yeah. 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 And then, and then we talked about difficult students. The student I struggle with is the, the female student who kind of has a chip on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. That's like, who are you? You know, like, have I ever told you guys the story of my first week of school at Highland? At Highland? No. no. Uh, it was like the third day of class and the class was rowdy. And I came, I taught at Sac Rapids for three years. So it was like very, it was a rural community. Um, and class was rowdy. I was like, I will, um, I'll wait until everyone's quiet. Okay? I'm just going to wait until everyone's quiet and then we'll get started. And a girl stand, stood up and back and said, B word, you be waiting a while. And I was like, what did I just get myself <laughs> into? I went home and cried that night. I was like, Caleb, I don't think I should be teaching here. This is not okay. And I ended up, we ended up, I really liked that student after a while, but she was just like very like straightforward, matter of fact. And I didn't have to wait a while. So yeah. she wasn't wrong. Just warning you. She's just <laughs> letting me know. But I was like, well, you can't call your teacher that. <laughs> what? That's no, funny. you can't. No. I um, do feel like I've struggled with female students more than male students. N- not not every single year, but when I have like a really tough student, it usually is a, a girl. Mm-hmm. And that thing, like, like, what are you looking at me for? Don't talk to me. Like, they're very much like don't want to interact with. Yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah. But I haven't had it for a while. And I feel like our school, our students have changed a lot, too. Just like their behavior from the mm-hmm. time I started till now. I don't have as much behavior to even deal with than I used to have. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think our clientele has changed a little bit. Um, I asked some questions on Instagram of other teachers, and so I'm curious what your guys' questions are. But one of them was, as a teacher, what is your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> so a couple, I'll read off a couple of them, and then I'll let you guys share. <laughs> um, I have... Lacey Rose designs and she teaches out in California. Um, she says people wanting to talk to me before school. I'm in a rush and in the <laughs> yes. game zone. Leave me alone. Um, I have a friend from um, here in Minnesota, MK Seifert, and she says, I know it's sometimes necessary, but I don't want your germs. Um, no handshaking or hugging and being around me like that. Um <laughs> When a, when a student asks what they can do to get a better grade, that's Kelsey DeJong oh, yeah. out in um, California as well. Um, all of those are interesting ones. I don't even have. entertain what can I do for a better grade anymore. I basically walk away from them. Like, did you look at the grade book? Do you have missing work within the three days to turn it in? Okay, bye. 
Like, yeah. I hate that question. How about, can you tell me what I'm missing? Oh, yeah. I hate, I walk away from that one, too. No, but you can. Sure. Yeah, you can go look. Check out on school, too. <laughs> Mine is, I hate when students ask where a pencil is. And I talked about this on my last episode <laughs> because I literally have the pencils labeled. It says pencils, and it has a picture of a pencil. So if you can't read pencils, you can still see the picture. <laughs> and then that student always asks that question. In the middle of when I'm giving yeah. directions, like stands up and is like, I need a pencil. And you're like, no, no, you need to go. Away. What did I spend that first week of school? I before? know. Why did I walk around the room that. and is like, this is where the Kleenexes are. This is where well, the pencils are. Maybe you should are. try not moving the pencil jar. I don't. It's, <laughs> it's been in the same spot for years. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Those are mine. The morning thing is huge. Yeah, I hate that. I don't. I get some teachers have like their doors open and they chat with the students. I am the same way. I'm like, nope, I'm getting myself ready. I'm getting my stuff ready. Like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Tell. But don't you have students that come in early? I keep my door shut. Oh, seriously? (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess I'm the teacher that's like, hey, come on in. I'm super busy, but this place is always here for you. (laughs) No, my kids hang out in the hallway. (laughs) Funny. Uh, Sometimes I'll be like, I'll open up the door in just a minute. I'll shut (laughs) Shut it again. Okay. You got to come up to third floor. I feel like the people on second floor, like the other teachers would be like, uh, you got a line out your door. You have a lot of peer pressure on second floor. I do. Yeah. The third teachers on different. third floor are just like, <laughs> they're very in their own bubble. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Feels different. You also, second floor is more congested. Congested. So I can well, see especially my like, room, like right by the yeah, stairs. Copier, yeah. right by the stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can see how that would be. I like the location though. I'll change it for a thing. Yeah, by the copier. And the, the sink, like the teacher oh, yeah. yeah. Any other pet peeves you can think of? Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, those are good ones. I hate it when, like, you're in the middle of, like, what you said, directions or you're explaining a problem or whatever, and somebody raises their hand and you're like, oh, okay, they have a question. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, can I go to the bathroom? And you're like, I was in the middle of something. <laughs> something. Like, were you yeah. not listening? Yeah, Clearly they were not. Yeah. I hate, too, when you give really good directions and then a kid's like, you like, okay, go. And then they're like, wait, what are we doing? Those are the other kids I walk away from. (laughs) They're the ones where I'm like, find a neighbor. You need to ask someone else. Yeah. That was really bad right before winter break. I think the kids were just like like, crazy. They could not focus. And so I was like really using my envoy strategies of like saying it writing it, drawing a picture, <laughs> yep. but I was getting a little bit like sarcastic about it. I just was going to say envoy think. plug. Yeah. That's why I love having my directions on the PowerPoint like projected so I can just point mm-hmm. and then walk away. Those, you guys are right. really good at that. I'm not as good as that, as good at that, but having directions on the board and then you can just point to it and say, you're going to have to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look at the, look at the visuals. Yeah. Another pet peeve. Oh my gosh. Grade grubbing is huge in our school. One, one point, one percent, half a percent. Like they will do anything. To get I should that. almost do a whole unit in math about what a half a percent yes, looks like at the should. beginning of the quarter and at the end of the quarter. You should. Because it's like how many points, like I had that in pre-calc. This girl's like, I'm just like, I just need an A minus by one percent. And I was like, and how many points does that mean? What? I don't know. Go figure that out. We'll talk points. If you can figure it yeah. out, I'll give you that. I did. I actually did. I love, I love do that. It. I, 
my department probably frowned upon me on that, but whatever. But yeah, they're so concerned with having that A or that perfect 100%. And I don't know how that's one of my like the saddest thing for me is how to get through to them that that really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's not going to make or break you 20 years from now, 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. It's not going to get you into the college you want. Like, and I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what your grade is. Like, I hate weighted, weighted um, GPAs. I think that's the stupidest thing ever. I know, like, if you're taking harder classes, but if you're taking harder classes, you're taking harder classes. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, what is a 4.36? Like, what the? (laughs) Yeah, my school didn't have that growing up. No, you got 4.0 was the highest. And that's it. And if you took hard classes, you took hard classes. Because you took them at your level. Because that drives me nuts. wouldn't have been challenging enough for you. So really, you took a class at your level. Whereas, you know, a, a gen ed class would, is at the level for other people. And well, how just, about the girl who took all regular classes and got a 4.0, so she's valid Victorian, <laughs> where some of us, you like, like you're upset about this. Well, did this happen to you? Well, <laughs> I, I actually went to a school with a weighted GPA, but I did know this girl at the other high school. <laughs> and I'm like, how is she valid Victorian? I didn't ever have dreams of being that, per- that valid Victorian. But. Hey, Kelly. Did you know that when I graduated, I was technically our Val Victorian? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you take a bunch of gen? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I was only, I ha, I have the salutatorian, like, oh label, gosh. but, because they, they choose them in, like, the middle of the school year, and the guy who was Val Victorian was doing PSEO, and by the time he graduated, he was failing everything. <gasps> but he's still, like, they already chosen, you know? Yeah. I went to school with 70 other people, so. That is insane. Amazing. No, it's really not. I graduated with like 600 and some. Dang. I don't know what I was. Or like 300. Yeah. I might was exactly It's such a time. huge school district. It's like, like. One high school? That many people? Yes. Yeah. Wow. We had 10th through 12th grade though. And then we were 7th, 8th, and 9th was at like the middle school or the junior high. Wow. We didn't have a middle school. <laughs> we were 7 through 12. Um, okay. So I have some, I asked some of my followers to describe your guys' work. Like, what is a chemistry teacher? What does a chemistry teacher do? And what does a math teacher do? So I'm going to read some of these off and see what your responses are to them. So I will start with you, Miss Kelly. Okay. You teach math. So I have um, uh, Soulmate Teach Egg said, follow pre-planned curriculum through through a textbook. Uh, Lacey Rose said, look over the workbook, make some copies, have the <laughs> TA grade, and leave wow. by 3.30. That's nice. <laughs> um, Mrs. Roberts, teaching egg, said the impossible, seriously, math is so important and difficult to motivate students. Mm. Um, Blinn7321 say, said they are given um, a lesson plan and they teach that. MK Seifert said, correct homework, homework, teach from the book, and help students with homework. Uh, this one's pretty good. Wooten 13 said, um, lead cats to water. Make numbers have meaning to unmotivated learners. <laughs> what do you think? I think that I would agree with Miss Roberts. Like, be impossible. I was yeah. not good at math. And then you have students that are probably not always the most excited to be in there. And yeah. that is difficult. It is. That's a really hard part about teaching math. And I always look at you Hannah and I'm like oh it must be so fun to like take out flowers like who doesn't want to make a flower crown (laughs) Um, and like the animals too 
But yeah, it's it's like, what am I doing here sometimes? Like, why? Why would I teach something that nobody wants to learn? Um, but it's not all students, and it's not every day. Oh. Um, my job day to day is not just teaching from the <laughs> textbook. I'm sure that some teachers do. You guys are listening to someone who has their students do TikToks about math. So <laughs> we did do some dancing with polynomial equations. Um, <laughs> I'm impressed. TikTok. I mean, I just learned what that is. Uh, one thing that I really like about teaching is the creative part. So I like to figure out ways to mix up the activities, plan, um, plan things. I hate grading, but that is a big part too. of our job, yeah. I guess. So. Yeah, uh, I do make copies, but mainly it's on the worksheets that I created. It's not just straight from the workbook. Um, I think you do a good job. Like whenever I walk past your classroom, you're always doing something hands-on too. Like that time you had like the cube and you were taking the pyramid and filling it up with rice rice and like trying to figure out like that visual side of it. Um, So, I mean, I guess I would like if I'm thinking of a math teacher, I'd be like, oh, they probably do a lot of from the book and I always think of those like little cube manipulatives oh yeah <laughs> <From elementary laughs> like the school. tens and the tw- yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah. I teach geometry and I really like teaching geometry because it is more visual and pictures and there are real life applications to somebody who wouldn't maybe go to college there's mm-hmm. always geometry that you can yeah you know um relate and then I teach some other advanced classes and those kids really do like math and they they find the beauty in it like I do, and we kind of bond over yeah. it. And um, You don't have to engage or encourage them. No, They're like, there. I was teaching trigonometry, and I think um, one of my favorite moments in teaching is when the kids are like, oh, and, like, they find, like, like they find meaning in it, or, like, I don't know, I was, like, they had taught, they had learned trig before, and I was teaching it to them for the third time. So it's, like, mm-hmm. and they're finally seeing connections to it, and they're, like, oh, so that's why, and I'm, like, like that's what it's all about um and it was just about math so (laughs) but obviously like your job is super important for our jobs for Mm -hmm. i I mean because if my kids come into the class and don't know math i have a really hard time teaching them like math concepts i'm not good at teaching math but they have to use it for yeah. different things within my class and obviously in chemistry yeah. now. Oh, that's class. like the fun math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy math in my class, but still they struggle with it. Mm-hmm. But I love knowing, like, being able to say, like, well, I know you've done this in class. And that's, I mean, I'm so glad we're eating lunch in the staff lounge now. So I actually, like, know, like, oh, yeah, because yeah, I, I talked to you now. I'm like, yeah. hey, they are learning that. They do yeah. have that in the beginning of the year. They do graph. They do do dimensional analysis. Yeah, that's the about. other thing that I was, yeah. yeah, that was cool. That I was like, you did this. I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good for, they're not always eat good at drawing connections. Yes. Like, this is the same thing that I did in chemistry. Oh, well, I can do it. And because Instead I make of... them do it with T-charts, whereas in math, they probably just do the multiplication symbol with, like, fractions. Mm-hmm. Or I just, they, like, just draw out a long line with slashes, like a... Yeah, like but a they t-chart. could do that, and some of them did do that. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably because I forced right. them to. Right, yeah. And they get really mad that I force them to, but the only reason I do, it's so much easier for me to grade. Because everything yeah. looks the same then, so I can, like, glance, da 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 you know, just glance at it instead of looking through all their work and all their multiplication symbols it's just it's easier for me well it's teaching them to be organized too yeah they're not always good about making their work be organized unless they have that tool like a table there are the math kids who like it drives them nuts and they're really good at it and i'm like it's fine do it with the fractions just make it neat for me please Mm -hmm. but most of the other kids like in my gen classes i'm like nope 
T-chart. <laughs> Sorry, you can hate me. You can grumble all you want. I'm not grading it if it's not in a T-chart. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Do it. Just for but your if, my, if it's my accelerated, I can usually trust them to have a little bit more leeway to make it neat. Yeah. So what did the people on the internet say about chemistry? All right. Ready, Allison? Oh, God. Um, Renette06 said lots of math. Oh, yeah. Um, Solmac teach egg. I'm like terrible pronouncing these. Um, said they teach well laid out state standards through a combo of text and lab. Lacey Rose said, I know because I teach it. So she's a, um egg teacher. She said lots of setup, um, labs, and a lot of grading. Um, helping uh, Miss Roberts said, helping students understand the basics, apply science techniques, and challenge the students. Um, <laughs> Blinn7321 said, given a lesson plan and you teach it. Um, Meyer Teach Egg said, teach some super complicated text with like the sweaty mark next to it. <laughs> Um, and then another one said, uh, oversee labs. Um, Wooten 13 said, make sense of all types of reactions and relationships, relationships at a micro and macro Oh, level. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my class, we call it the particulate level. That would be the micro. Um, oh, man. So I think it really depends on where you start your, your career because – if I would have started in a school with other teachers who did like all textbook and the pre-made workbook things, I probably would have too to begin with. Yeah. But that's not where I started. I started with other teachers who barely used the textbook, who created their own things. And so really I probably, I think we probably do more work than we have to because we're always creating our own worksheets Yeah. instead of just like, God, this workbook came with the dang textbook. Let's pull something out. Yeah. And I feel like with years, I finally have learned to go look at those, to like pull out good questions or, you know, maybe there's a cool graphic organizer or something. Um, yeah. I don't know how I would describe it. There's um, – I have to make things you can't see make sense. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. Yeah. Um, so I have to use a lot of models – hands-on, manipulatives, um, labs, yes, yes, there's constant setup, there's constant cleanup, um, which you do a lot in your classroom, too, because you're always doing activities. Um, That's why kids can't come see me in the morning. I'm busy. Yeah. (laughs) Setting labs up. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of math. Kind of like I think people would say with biology, it's some units are like learning a new language. Which mm-hmm. I'd even say maybe math. Would you say that at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay. So this is a one that I thought was super interesting. Um, I asked on Instagram um, if any of the teachers have ever thought about leaving the profession. And I was actually really surprised. Every single person and almost 15 people said yes. So um, various different reasons no support financially or from administration, missing out on family time, um, especially as an agriculture teacher doing, like, county fairs and, mm-hmm. like, in other states, yeah. some agriculture teachers, like, attend the stock shows and have, um, like, school farms that they have to go check on. Wow. Um, long hours away from family with no pay. Um, conferences. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like a, yeah, I despise conferences. 
I wouldn't I, mind it. I like talking to the parents. I hate working from 7 yes. in the morning until yeah. 8 p.m. at if night. If it could yeah. be a daytime conference. That's insane. They should, we shouldn't have school that day. Or conferences should only be three hours, not four. Yeah. And it's not like we, like, sit at our desk all day and then do no. conferences. It's like we're up performing, like, trying yep. to get, like, it takes so much energy. I partially lose my voice almost every conference. Uh, yeah, I do, too. We need to get better at planning the activities for our kids to do on conferences. <laughs> and, I, and I have now. Like, I but always still, think now, day after conferences. It's still exhausting to be at school that long. Yeah, but, like, really, though, we could plan a good activity that Thursday and then the following Friday where it's, like, they just do yeah. them. But still, so you, you don't see the sun for an entire day. Mm. Now with our school time changing, we can't even go get a coffee before conferences. Like, you're stuck in the building yeah. the entire it's day. It's like a jail. It is. It is. Like a prison. I don't mind conferences either. Like, it used to be something I dreaded because, remember, we, we said we looked young. Oh, yeah. I hated that. <laughs> Parents would always be like, well, how long have you been teaching? Like, yeah. even if it, I don't know. I started teaching a little bit older because I didn't do it right out of college, but... I still looked young. Kids yeah. still would think they would say I was like 22. I'm like, <laughs> I went to college twice. You guys, <laughs> 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 <Do> your math. Go to Miss Schlepper's class and learn some math. Yeah. No, but uh, I saw. So I used to hate conferences for that reason. I felt like yeah. I was being judged. But now I, I really don't mind them. I don't get nervous. They're, they're pretty good for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's never been the reason why, though. I've wanted to leave the profession. No, never been conferences. Always been. <laughs> I think, like the take home work. Is insane. Yeah, someone just said the excessive amount of grading. Another person said, like, the useless paperwork that we have to fill oh, out. Yeah. Meetings <laughs> that you have to go to that are just, like, a waste of time. Um, someone said the parents. It's tough to handle students mm-hmm. and community de- demands, um, which I think is a little bit different with agriculture. Like, sometimes the community expects the agriculture teacher to do, like, a certain amount of stuff. It's different in St. Paul. Yeah. Obviously. We're not in, like, a rural area. Mm-hmm. But... Um, that's actually one of the reasons that I like teaching in St. Paul because you don't have like the community demand of like you're an agriculture teacher so you shouldn't be like checking on our kids cattle all the time um, <laughs> um, it can definitely be hard dealing with with parents you know certain parents at times yeah this one said parents and admin and then the kids not not facing consequences kids not getting like consequences Ooh. I feel like our school's Decent with that I feel compared like to other schools I've heard of. Yeah. And I think different teachers in our school would have different opinions on that. But I yeah. feel like we have, like, a couple of our administrators are pretty, like, no, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that teachers, a lot of us are, um, like, type A, and we want to be, we want to do our job really well. We want to make sure we're, check, we're, like, getting everything done mm-hmm. and... I think that that personality is hard to be a teacher because we have this list of all the things that our administration tells us we have to do, all the lists that the state tells us we have to do, and, like, we can't possibly do it all. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's hard on us to be like, well, I'm going to not do this then Mm because then that's like, oh, we didn't do that. We didn't check that off our list. and Mm -hmm. But we have to make those choices in order to even stay sane or I feel like – I do appreciate, too, that both of the administrations that I've had or been under, that they've been, like, really good at allowing me to be a professional and, like, make certain choices and trust me as a professional, too. But I know that in some other schools, um, there's, like, the, like, the administrator's always, like, micromanaging, mm-hmm. essentially, and I think that would be something that I would be, like, I'm out. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't need this. There's definitely hoops to jump through that feel like everybody knows, the admin and everybody knows, this is just one more hoop you have to do yep. because we're an IB school or, you know, this yep. or that. Yeah. And that's the stuff that's really annoying. But it's never made me want to leave. I guess I don't know what else I would do. <laughs> so I don't yeah. have a fallback. So I've never thought of leaving because, like, what else would I do? I don't, like, I don't think I'm qualified to go do anything else. I've definitely thought about it. I've thought like, about it, okay, too. Okay, if I go into the business world, I can make more money. Yeah. yeah, I have to work during the summers, but then I can actually enjoy my vacations. You know, yeah. like, I've definitely thought about leaving. But do you guys work in the summer? Do you do stuff for... I don't. Hell no. You don't do any IB curriculum writing or anything? Go I to did, conferences? Yeah, I did some IB curriculum writing this summer. And I actually enjoyed it because I had more time and, like, it was nice to get it done and out of the way in the summer. You I went have. to conferences. I, I yeah, so I did the best prep workshop this summer, which was amazing. If anybody wants to look into <laughs> best prep, it was really good. Um, but I do occasionally, so... Sometimes I'll do, I would say every other summer, I do a workshop. Have um, you done stuff on spring break or on weekends before? No. Oh, weekends? Like like a like conference a, or something? No. No? No. Did I, you do I, this? I did IB training on Yeah, weekend. during spring yeah. break, too? It wasn't you? during oh. spring break. I thought there was one so during spring break. So I've done IB training. I don't remember how it was held, if it was... A weekend or not? Because I never get to go anywhere cool for IB training. Oh no, mine have been in Minneapolis. Yeah, three days over the weekend. <laughs> okay, so I have done that. Yeah, cold winter in Minneapolis. Down the out of town. I just think that's like to go to a hotel. Yeah, to go to my four kids and be like, All right. yeah. I just think that's such a misconception because I I still work in the summer. Like I still will do the curriculum writing, and obviously we get paid for it, but it's yeah. not like. I don't know. And maybe being an agriculture teacher is a little bit different in that aspect. Cause like, I do those things. I definitely have. But yeah. I don't make it a... So our summers, honestly, are super short. We work into June. We go back in August. August, yeah. They're they're short. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to have a huge list of things that I wanted to get done always. Like, I'm going to revamp this unit. I'm going to work on... I always had these goals. Well, then that's super stressful. I never get them done. And so I really have just been like, no, I'm taking this time off. I can't even get my things done on my to-do list at my house, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to add more to my to-do list. And I think I might be alone in that department. I think a lot of other teachers, you know, when I used to work with the other chemistry teacher who you guys know, she mm-hmm. did a lot, and it made me feel very pressured, like, oh, my gosh, she's so good. She's getting so much stuff done. And I just let go of that. I'm like, nope. I will work on it piece by piece during the school year, but I'm not working on it right now. My summers are short. I have kids. I'm enjoying it. And all our kids are little. Like, I think that's so important to think about, like, your own kids are, should be above Mm -hmm. your work, your job, whatever. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Right? Right. Yeah. Totally. (laughs) I don't Um, know. I think that's, that's one thing in order to stay in the profession. And you'd say that a lot of people want to leave. And it's true. A lot of people in the first five years do leave the profession. In order to stay in the profession, you have to figure out what's going to work for you. And so... And that, Taking your summer off mm-hmm. is how you recharge and get ready for the next year is mm-hmm. really important. And you guys mentioned grading before. Like someone on on Instagram said a lot of grading. Well, that's a huge thing I've changed. It, I think, should be a huge conversation. You don't have to grade a ton. Why are you assigning kids 10 problems of the same thing? If they can show you in two or three problems that they know it, why do they need to do 10? And that's so well, I, that's like a whole nother discussion. <laughs> <laughs> like, math, math teacher, teacher. <laughs> uh, you need to practice. If, 
But do you have to grade every single one of those, or can you just grade no, one right. of their pla- practice yeah. problems? Yeah, I mean, I've gotten away from grading everything, for sure, and the technology's helped a lot, mm-hmm. too. Um, but, yeah, we've talked about this before. If a kid asks, do I have to hand this in, the answer is always yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. And then you got to figure out what you're going to do with it when you right. collect it. Stamp. Yeah. There you go. If you put a stamp on it, they think you graded they it. They do. I know. <laughs> I know. They literally do. They don't even check either. So yeah. that's nice. <laughs> oh, did you grade this? Yep. Here you go. <laughs> I did look at I it. I looked you were at right. it. I put a check in my. You have your name on the top. Yep, I put Good a check job. next to your name. Uh, yeah, good job. <laughs> So um, two weeks ago, I had a U of M student come in, and she was interviewing me for one of her um, assignments that she had for school. And she asked me a question that, like, totally stopped me in my tracks. But it was, like, what do you want other people to know about education? And I was, like, which is kind of along the same vein. But, like, one of the things that I think, like, I wanted people to know is that I never expected to have to, like, deal with the mental side of Mm -hmm. students and be essentially a counselor. And I don't feel like I got any good training on that either. Um, But dang, that part's really hard. And not even, even if you're not a counselor, they still, these students come in with all of these emotions and all of these things that happen. And even if they're not talking to you one-on-one about it, it's still coming off Mm -hmm. of them and into your environment and so it's like we had that um mental health person come in and talk to us recently (laughs) remember and she was like after somebody gives her a massage she goes like rubs (laughs) her arms you know to like get the energy off and I feel like that at 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 our school and and even like around finals week Mm -hmm. when the kids are all like revved up I'm like gosh they're projecting it on me and Mm -hmm. it's really hard to be like because you take it home to your family. And, totally. like, I'm short with my kids sometimes, which you said, our kids are young. Like, we don't have older kids who you can, like, you know, send to their rooms to go work on homework. Like, <laughs> and I find myself being very short because you're, you're, you've been dealing with everybody else's problems all day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that part's, like, the hardest. And um, last year we lost a student, and he was in – in my class I don't know if he's in I had him previously and that was like one thing that I had never experienced before too that I was like that's that's crap and we got an email during school and we had yeah supposed to read it that yeah you had to read off an email about what happened and whatever crying in front of my kids and I just remember like sitting and looking at his empty chair and going like what in the this is not what I signed up for Mm -hmm. this is not anything that I so that part's, I think, difficult, too, and not something that you expect when you go into teaching. Like, you don't expect to do that but, or, like, have to deal with that kind of stuff. And you brought up relationships, and I feel like I do struggle there because I don't always know how far to go with mm-hmm. kids. Like, how much do I ask them about what's going on or um, how involved do I get? And sometimes I feel like I am a little cold. I might just say, like, you know, do you need to go to your counselor? And I just, like, push it off onto the counselor because I don't, in the time I have them in class, I don't always know what to do. Yeah. But I have definitely pulled kids out in the hallway and, and not not for a bad reason, just like, what's going on? Yeah. Are, like, you, are you okay? Yeah. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's another thing you learn with experience, I think, is how to. No training. Yeah. No, no. training. I don't know. Um. So maybe we should end on a little bit of a lighter note, but what is like one of the best days that you've had in the classroom or one of the things that you enjoy most about teaching? 
I enjoy making connections with students and I enjoy like I enjoy the times when you can be silly and like do a TikTok mm -hmm. with kids or you can like have that special handshake with them or whatever it might be like I those are the the things that I really enjoy and I also I wouldn't enjoy my job as much and I'm not just saying this because you guys are here but the coworkers that I have have made my job and I always think that like Co-workers are going to make or break your job, mm -hmm. and I think that we have a pretty good crew um, at our school that I think are really supportive, and, like, you have a crappy day, and they're like, hey, it's going to be better tomorrow, mm -hmm. or, like, this lesson sucked. Like, can you walk the, walk mm -hmm. through this with me? Let's try and figure this out. Like, we've done that before and mm -hmm. talk about it at yeah. lunch and whatever else, and I think that's something that, like, I really enjoy about my job. I would put that down as a survival tip for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> when I first started, I, fe I feel like our school's pretty clicky. And I didn't really know how to get into a click and which click I wanted to get into. I felt <laughs> like for my first two or three years, I was on the outskirts by myself, sort of like, oh, I'm going to talk to them. But, oh, what are these people going to think? And I didn't really know where I fit. And I never really felt like I knew where I fit five maybe six years into our school. And I would say that would be the one thing that would have maybe made me leave Highland was not knowing, not having my crew. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Now that I feel like I do, it is like survival tip number one for teachers. Find your person, find your people who you can rely on for sure. And I think for us, like we all had, we all kind of like got together because we all had babies around the same time and are all kind of in the same like life stage of being yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always thinking. Um, I think I would say the same thing as you, Hannah. My favorite parts about teaching are the funny moments or when you can laugh at yourself or when you can laugh together mm -hmm. with the students because they really are funny people and it's fun to spend the whole day with them. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy that they have a good sense of humor and they're, you know, usually willing to try something goofy like do a dance in math class yeah <laughs> like, um yeah that's my favorite part yeah I don't think high schoolers get enough credit like yeah. when people find out I'm a teacher like Ooh, that must suck I'm like honestly high schoolers are they can, they're funny like they can I be love high polite schoolers. they can be respectful they're funny mm -hmm. they, I don't think they get enough credit no I agree they're yeah especially those kids I really like those kids that you can joke with yeah, yeah. and that will like tease you a little bit and then you yeah. can tease them back yeah yeah and I feel like you get those kids, too, that, like, genuinely care about you, like, mm -hmm. bring you coffee or, like, just, like, how are you doing today? You seem kind of, like, yeah. overwhelmed or whatever else, and you're like, I am. <laughs> but yeah. I and like they're that they're so dang honest. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. um, I used to always wear my hair in a bun. Yeah. I don't know. You guys maybe remember that yeah. when I had long hair. And by seventh hour, I always looked like a hot mess. And students would tell me sometimes, like, Miss Noah, are you all right? doing like a hot mess today <laughs> <laughs> seven hours leave me alone i always have got like boys comment on my hair like oh your hair's looking a little ruffled today and i'm like wow what you can't say that i'm just trying to live my life here i had a boy here. student this year say like i was in the middle of a just you know like a direction or whatever and he was like your outfit's on point today yeah and i was like <laughs> i love it you just interrupted me, but right? I didn't even think that was a 
the case, but I really enjoyed that comment. There are a mirror. Yeah. I've, I've had students tell me, like, I really like your dress, but it'd be cuter if you put, like, a jacket with it. Oh, <laughs> and you're like, like okay, thank that. you. We do a lesson in Algebra 2 on combinations, like the number of outfits you can wear with the, this many shirts and this many pants. And I oh, had cool. students in that class, they were like, so that means you have about 12 outfits. Oh! <laughs> the pink sweater with the buttons, you have the blue pants, and you have... Like that was your the favorites you wear all the time? They just listed my wardrobe, and, and I was like, like, good math. Thank you. Good job. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> okay, if you guys want a, a top moment, do this. This is one of my favorite lessons that I love in class, which I'll be doing our first day back after break. It's my, like, post-winter break review. It's so fun. I never knew it would work. I give them a whole list of every topic we've learned so far in the year. So I put it up on the on the whiteboard and break it down into, like, all, like, little pieces like, it's not just a unit. It's broken down. So there's, like, 40 things to pick from. And they get into groups. I can't remember how big. I'd have to send you my instructions. But And then they choose. It's first come, first serve. Choose their topic. And they get seven minutes and seven minutes only to make oh, a presentation. Yeah. And it's, like, I give them ideas. Like, don't just do a PowerPoint. They do skits. They do songs. They, like, change lyrics to songs and come up with the music. And then they present. But they only have seven minutes to make it. Yeah. And I, at first, was like, oh. Like seven minutes, these kids aren't gonna rise to the occasion. They get so competitive and so into it, and I sit back and laugh my ass off watching them. It's so much fun. I love it. So I, what, does it take two days? Um, to like get oh, through. Oh, you gotta everyone? do speed round. Yeah, they're quick. They're short. Like, I can send you. I can't. I have it like pinpointed to how many minutes they can be. I don't remember, but I do it just one day, and it's awesome. It's then fun. you can just relax, and they're reviewing a little bit. They're reviewing. And yeah. catching up with their buddies. Yes, and it's fun. I mean, I have some re- recordings of, like, the songs that they've done. It's one of my favorites, all-time favorites. Perfect for end-of-quarter review or mm-hmm. coming back from winter break or mm-hmm. spring break or whatever. Yeah. Awesome. It's good. Well, I enjoyed hanging out with you guys this morning, especially since we've been on winter break, and I haven't seen you guys for a while. <laughs> I've missed chatting, our yeah. lunch, daily lunch chats. Um, if anyone needs to get a hold of you two, I'll just have them, or if they have questions for you guys, I'll have them go through my, um, either Instagram at egg with Mrs. Wedger or my, um, email at egg with Wedger at gmail.com. I hope y'all have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. You just finished listening to Ag with Miss Wedger, where I'm sharing chapters from my book of agriculture with each of you. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned a little bit more about our topic for today. Visit my Instagram at Mrs. Wedger to follow along on my daily journey as an agriculture teacher, a wife, and a mama at two. If you have any questions or ideas on topics you want me to dig in and cover, or if you, yeah you, <laughs> Want to be a guest? You can send me an email at eggwithmisswedger at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>